0: Welcome to the Land Your Bets Sports Betting Podcast, coming to you out here from the West Coast, as always, Josh Lander. I'm going to be going into a few things NBA here for today's podcast. I've got Brian versus the books, and I'm going to bring him on here in just one second. He's a great guy to have here, talking about some of this Philly stuff that's going on with Harden and Embiid and GM Daryl Morey, and all of the fun that's going on in Philly, I wanted his insight on that we're also going to break down the eastern conference specifically the teams that we think have a shot at winning the eastern conference coming out of there and playing in the nba finals to represent the east but before i do it was a a bit shorter of a podcast and i wanted to get a few points out there so that we're kind of talking about this responsibly as i did with with brian it's a hard market to kind of talk about and break down it seems like it's super top heavy and everything really below top two, three, four. It's a weird thing there, but maybe let's say the top four seeds are the only ones that we would say have an actual shot at winning it, although I might throw the Calves in there. So there's a few things I wanted to talk about in terms of where we're placing money, which is not very many places in the East right now, but go into why that is uh, and what, what the thinking is behind waiting or maybe pulling a bet off a bit early right now during the summer I'm going to start with the three teams, or really, like I said, the four teams rather, that I think are the most interesting at the top, which is Philly, Miami, Boston, and Milwaukee. And starting with Philly, which we talk about off the bat and then a little bit at the end as well, there's just zero chance that I would bet on them in any fashion, on any market, on any book, to any capacity right now. I just, I don't know, obviously, look, I, there's two things. I don't know what I'm getting with Harden. I don't know if he's coming back if he has to come back because Maury is out standing off him, standing him off, whatever, right? Like if he's sort of staring him down and doesn't bluff or, or move or flinch, then, you know, Harden is, is going to have to probably come back. I, the, the, the market isn't that great for him. Uh, and so if he's back, is he going to even play? Like is he going to hold out? And I, there's just so many unknowns with James Harden right now who's handcuffed this team. Like we'll, we'll talk about uh, right here in a minute with Brian that he only wants to go to the Clippers. Which means the Clippers know that they can pay less for him. We we've talked about that. So the other thing though is I just I with Harden I still don't like this roster uh, to come out of the East. Like they needed to get better to prove to me that they could come out of the East. You 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 could say what you want about the way that that series ended. They took him to seven. Harden had two really really incredible games. He had a couple others where he was at least all right in terms of assists. Um, but it, it, like to say that oh he was kind of hurt or or Embiid was kind of hurt and playing it, that's how it's going to be every year in the playoffs. New- news flash, th- Embiid is not healthy when it comes to May and June. And James Harden is not the same player night in and night out when it comes to May and June. So uh, he's great in April, by the way, even when you've got a first round playoff series. Yeah, he's going to look great uh, like he did against the Nets at times uh, last year. But I-, I just, I don't trust either of them. And then the roster didn't get any better. You lose George Niang, you lose Shake Milton, you lose Jalen McDaniels, you even lose Dwayne Deadman who at the very least was a much bigger body off the bench guarding you know from the center position and now they they're looking at Montrez Harrell who they bring back and he's going to be the backup center i mean he's 6 foot 7 he's not big enough to be playing center he's he's an offensive minded guy without much to offer quite on the defensive end nearly as much on the offensive end i mean there's there's hustle and ferocity at times but as far as playing defense and being in the right spots there not a guy that i trust so everything with Philly is like, no, I, I'm just not not touching it, maybe an under on some regular season stuff. but We don't even really have win totals for them right now because of the fact that they're so encased in drama when it comes to these trade possibilities and James Harden. So then also should mention that Embiid had some comments that were a little bit telling. Maybe it was just a slow news day, but either way, it just doesn't look quite as good. It's very murky what's going to happen in Philly. Boston and Milwaukee, those are the two favorites. They're both under plus 300 to get to the finals this year, meaning that it's basically two, two and a half to one on a bet that you would make on either of them to be the Eastern Conference champs. And there's just no reason to do it right now. I'm They're clearly the two best teams, in my opinion, very much so the regular season. They're the two best teams in the East, and you can expect them, I think both them, to, to try to get close to 55 games uh, 55 wins, I should say, this season, and they'll be trying very hard, but it's just once we get to the playoffs, there's no point betting on it right now. I'm going to be able to get the same odds for either of those teams to win the championship, like probably around the beginning of the playoffs, depending on obviously how the regular season shapes up, but it just right now, nothing there for Boston and Milwaukee. So the only thing that I would consider, Cleveland at 10-1. to 1. And I'm, I haven't bet it, so that I'm being fully transparent here. I haven't put any money on a future like that. I, I'm not tying my money up right now. But I will. I will make an argument for both re, for both cases in terms of bet on Phil, on Cleveland to come out of the East right now, or don't and wait. Why I would consider ten to one for them, right? And and that's the fifth best odds after I go. You go through the four teams I just talked about. Miami, by the way, is also in the top four. I just briefly mentioned like. I, they're, I don't know, the Dame thing. They're at plus 400 right now to come out of the East, and I think that's heavily predicated on the notion that he's for sure going to Miami. And maybe the fact that you, you know we've seen them go uh, make it to the finals a couple times in the last three or four seasons, I get that. And Jimmy turns it on in the right way, and it just seems magical is the thing, and it's not something I want to bet on at plus 400 with them. Plus, I think they've shown they don't really care about the regular season. Even if Dame gets there and has a lot to prove, like, how much are they going to not be playing at least one of him, Bam, Jimmy, keep them for the the playoffs and make sure that that's where they can get their run in? So at plus 400, I'm probably going to get better odds if they don't do as well as they should in the regular season, you know, win total wise. Then that's only going to set us up to have better odds for them to come out of the playoffs once again. Although I'm sure odds makers will continuously take into account that we've seen Miami make magical runs to the finals on Jimmy's back and, and the really solid play of Bam and role players. Uh, a couple times now and so you know because we've seen it they'll probably always give us a little bit less value on Miami now making it to the finals as long as they have this core and especially if they get Dame so I I just plus 400 for them is not worth it for me right now I think even if Dame comes it's still going to be around the same because I think they're already taking that into consideration that Dame is going to be uh, in Miami and that's why their odds are at plus 400. Now I'm at Cleveland (laughs) 10 to 1 for them to win the East. There's a good chance they come out of the gate running. So maybe that's why you bet it right now. Or you bet it a little closer to the start of the season. But you want to make sure you get that bet in before they have a chance to start the season really hot. And really kind of try to make a a comeback from the way that they exited the playoffs against the Knicks last season in the playoffs. You you know, that was embarrassing. Uh, 4-1 to and, and getting clobbered in, in a series that you were supposed to also be a top two defensive team in the league, like the Knicks were, uh, especially around the rim and you were not, and they beat you at your own game. I think that they will come out strong and I, I think they got a lot better, which I'll talk about in this episode here in just a second with them. But just the timing for right now would be, Oh, you'd want to get it in before the season. Uh, that said, you could still wait if you wanted, because then the, there's not that much that could happen on the Cavs specifically before the start of the season they've got their roster there's not going to be any major moves that they make before this the season gets underway the thing that would happen is Dame comes or Harden leaves or what have you if Dame comes obviously that would only help your Cavs odds, but if Harden leaves and Philly who is plus 650 and just ahead of Cleveland right now in the odds to win the East if Harden's gone and this team looks even worse than it does right now on paper now you're talking about Cleveland's odds maybe getting a little bit shorter and, and you've got to get them at worse than ten to one. So that would be the argument for betting Cleveland right now is is you know they're not their odds aren't going to get any better if James Harden leaves Philly for a, especially for a Western Conference team. So I'm not betting it either way. I just I want to see things play out and then let the odds sit where they may. I, this isn't something I need to be galaxy-brained and overthink to try to get ahead of what might happen with these somewhat fickle NBA superstars that are seemingly on the move right now so i'm gonna let that play out i just wanted to give you guys a bit of a heads up and 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 some more transparency and insight into where money is not actually being placed yet but which teams you know i think legitimately have that shot to get out of the east uh, and, and whose odds you should be looking at and how you should be monitoring them so let's jump into it with my guy though brian versus the books i am joined by brian versus the books that is his real last name i'm told Versus the books What's good, Brian?
1: Well, I, I just want to point out that um, I did come from the gym, and I talked to you before. And right before any record, you said you don't worry about looking like ass uh, because you won't be able to see you. So thank you for really group uh, like groping uh, my uh, my confidence up, like really grooming me up right before the podcast by saying. I mean, you, you look swole, yeah, dude. I'm wearing a long sleeve you know, T-shirt, so that's it's a lie. He's <laughs> lying right to your face. But I just like the fact that
0: you uh, had to hit me with that to throw me off my game right before starting this. Nah. Once you start talking about the genius things you're going to lay out here for us, I think no one's going to really care what you worry about, especially if you give us any kind of winners that we should take here, man. Who cares? So, uh, But Brian, I do want to intro you real quick, too, and let the people know a bit bo- more about you. So, like, how long have you been capping games? What what sports are you capping? What kind of uh, bets are you making? That kind of stuff.
1: Uh, that's a good idea. Uh, I would say I made my first model for the NBA was during my furlough in 2020. I was working Center City, Philadelphia, and I was just off for two months. I was bored as hell. So I made a little NBA model uh, and then, like, made that into NFL and uh, MLB. Uh, so about what, 2020, that's, like, almost three years. But I didn't start doing it more seriously until last summer, so almost a year now where I started doing work with the Gold Boys, doing, like, the media side of things, and then turning into, like, the Discord and some of the other stuff. So it turned into more of a, wow, this is really fun. I'm successful at this. And now it turned into more of a, wow, this is also, like, part-time job type stuff where i can focus a lot more effort on it so it's been about a few
0: years yeah i mean but there's the content game too that you can add to all this that you you know a bit about i know so so that helps a lot too um and then i guess for right now what are you uh anything that you want to kind of plug that you're doing or or where your people can find your picks that i think
1: to just plug the fact that me and you josh we do a a daily show every day at one o'clock it's actually a good time on the gold boys network on twitch and youtube uh it's a fun time that uh, I think it's Austin, uh, Will Hill, and Brad Thomas a lot. So I think the reason you asked me to bring me on is just so I can plug something that you're doing. So I think that's exactly. I think that's all you
0: needed. You know what? I haven't even plugged it at all on the podcast. How shameful yeah, is that? I haven't even been like, yo. We're missing out on three sad. viewers you could have plugged
1: by doing it on this
0: podcast. Dude, I know. All, all five listeners yeah. would have been on our stream, <laughs> dude. I blew it. But at any rate, I do, before we get into uh, some of the Eastern Conference. Uh, odds here specifically for them for East, these Eastern Conference teams to come out of the East and, and make it to the finals and, and that specific market is what we're going to be looking at similar to how I already did the Western Conference one here we're going to go back and forth and, and make these picks based on value it's not like hey I think the Celtics are the best yeah. team but they're going to come out of the East it's more like okay well they're plus 215 do, do you want them so that's how we'll talk about this but Brian mentioned that he is in the heart of Philadelphia the a city of brotherly love not as much brotherly love going on though right now between James Harden and his former bestie Daryl Morey, the GM who followed, basically he followed over to Philly from uh, when Daryl came over from the, the Rockets. So I'm just going to give a quick update, and I kind of and I just want your take. And if it's a little bit depressed, like that's fine. My Knicks fans and I will eat it up and, and use it for fuel. So Harden latest, he's already picked up his player option for this season, but then immediately after afterwards told Morey and company that he doesn't want to play for them. And specifically, he wants to play for the Clippers. So much like the way Dane kind of handcuffed the Blazers, he's just saying like, well, you're going to get dicked in a trade because you have to send me here. And they know that. Before I asked you what you think about it, Embiid's latest adds to the to all of this, right? Because his comments were to Mav Carter at the uninterrupted sports film festival. So it's like a, a sort of offshoot, but they still feel super like poignant in, in terms of what he's trying to get across here. So he says, I just want to win a championship, whatever it takes. I don't know where that's going to be, whether it's in Philly or anywhere else. I just want to have a chance to accomplish that. I want to see what it feels like to win that one first, and then you can think about the next one. And this is the part that I think is most interesting. It's not easy, but it takes more than one or two, three guys. You got to have good people around you and myself. Every single day I work hard, blah, blah, blah. Now he's just talking about working hard. He signed through 2627. He's going to make $59 million that year in 2627 if he chooses to opt in. Uh, to the last year of his contract. He's owed $210 million over the next four years. He's 29, but by that point, he'll be 33 and multiple back surgeries, blah, blah, blah. So where's your level of concern? Do you think James Harden will be on this team? Do you think Embiid is threatening you guys?
1: So I honestly think it's one of those things where I do believe that a lot of those comments from Joe Embiid are kind of... T- I, it's a slow news day type of thing. I do think that a lot of it Fair. is taken out of context on the off season because I do think it's not the end of the world to say he didn't come out and say I want to leave Philly I mean James Harden straight up said I want to be out of here I think John Embiid is just kind of at the point where I always made the jokes on our show that I mean he's been here forever um he survived trying to win it with Ben Simmons um the only like one of the most serious guys he had on this roster was Jimmy Butler they had a good run they lost in game seven to the Raptors, and that, that's like the one year they should have ran it back and that's the only year they didn't run it back so the idea of, wow, we just got bounced second round again. Let's run it back with uh, disgruntled James Harden. Uh, don't sign any of the bench players and see what happens. So I, I just think it's it's not out of the question to think, oh, wow, I can't believe Jalen said that, as if we're not all thinking it to ourselves. So I think that's one of those things where, you know, I, it's a little blown up in proportion.
0: Yeah, it was. It, it, Kate, the story was that he made those quotes on like a Saturday. Nobody started writing about it until Monday because they knew that there, it was either that or, like, the worst baseball slate of the season to talk about. Uh, so that's why those comments came out when they did. But I, I, I agree with all that. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to go too deeply into it because we're going to see what happens, and it's, it's like, one of those things where even if we want to start playing, like, trade machine games, it's one, it's impossible with Joel Embiid's salary. I'm not going down that road right now. And two, with James Harden, like, it could be anything with him as as far as, like we only know of one team that's in the mix to get him. And from there, it's like, so it's either that team or he's on the squad. He's probably just on the squad to start the season. So we'll see how nasty it gets. But let's jump into Eastern Conference, the odds here. I'm just going to go down it really quick um, for everybody in terms of who's the, at the top of the list um, for the these odds to win the Eastern Conference. The Celtics, 215, the Bucks plus 320, the Heat, plus 400, and the Sixers, plus 650. That's like the top tier right there. Then you go to the Cavs, ten to one. Knicks eight to one. Hawks twenty-two to one. Nets twenty-two to one. Raptors. I don't care about any of this, honestly. Uh, Magic and Pacers. I'd rather take than the Raptors and Bulls, but we'll we'll get into that in a minute. With that in mind, what's what would be your first pick, knowing that those are the numbers for those top teams? Yeah, I mean, you kind of mentioned it. Um, obviously, I do think the Celtics are like the
1: top for a reason. Uh, but when you get into uh, like some of these like later odds. I was kind of saying it, too, with the Miami Heat. At this point, if they get Dame, if you think they get Dame, I think they're a good look only because I'm not sure if I really buy into that team overall. But if you're talking about the Sixers being a train wreck that they are, I think that immediately puts the Heat over top of them. So I think that's priced fairly. But I don't know because I think think they're the pick I would take because they were just there. I know it's not sexy, but... As you said, you're getting under three to one for both the Bucks and the Celtics. So I think I'd I'd rather want to go with a with a higher payout if you're going to be lock up your money for months on end.
0: Yeah. And so that what well, your your payout was the Heat because you get them better than three. Yeah, to
1: one. they're they're, they're like four fifty to yeah. one or
0: five to one depending on the book. Yeah, four. So even if even if they don't get Dame, where do you stand on that? Same same thing. Probably. So I mean, are you making that I, bet I will because say you this, think they I will do? I'll
1: say this: I think they have more upside than any of the. Teams around that, you know, what I mean, I think, I think they like I, you, I wouldn't bet it just because I'm saying, oh, there's probably gonna get Dame. I don't know if they're gonna get Dame, but I do think they're already better than the team that is in fourth, which you is know. the Sixers. I don't know if I see much value yeah. with the Cavs nine fifty to one. So I think it's just at that at that point, I'd rather take a flyer on the team that could realistically be a much better team come the time We're that better. this the playoffs do start.
0: And so before I even go on, like just list for me the teams that you actually think even have a chance because we are going to talk about this through the lens of odds and then we'll break down yeah. talk about these teams a little bit but like who, who actually has a chance here
1: I mean we've seen the Celtics do it we've seen the Bucks do it we've seen all the right. Heat do it um honestly basketball is a sport where I think that like even Joe means college you mentioned you need two three four guys you can't just have one guy I mean those are the three teams like I it's it's you don't yeah. want to say all the favorites but those are the three teams that have the rosters to do what you are asked to do in this in this sport, which is, you know, make it out of multiple uh five, seven game series. Like you have to make it through the the, the Heat I mean, uh the the Sixers at this point, we don't even know. They might be seeing a roster with Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, and Robert Covington, um, as their big three. Uh the Cavs, I like the Cavs. Diamond Mitchell's electric to watch, but they're still kind of young. They don't have great shooting, and you saw Kevin Durant go off on Twitter for some reason talking about how defense isn't what's important, about scoring points, whatever the hell he was trying to make a point about. But they just, yeah. they have the defense, they have the slow pace, it's fun, it's kind of fun basketball if you like the idea of that kind of basketball, but yeah, they—they they we saw in the playoffs too, they, they don't get into these situations where they can outscore you. Uh, the Knicks yeah.
0: suck, so skip over that. Well, before you go through every team, because I'm going I'm to talk about these odds, but yeah. like the the point that you're making, like I would agree, like we've only seen three of these teams do it in any in in the capacity that they have, and like I I would if you gave me fifth, like hundred bucks right now and you were like here do whatever you want with this, uh, I certainly wouldn't even come close to putting it on on the 76ers at plus yeah. 650, not knowing who's going to be on their team, and if this is their team, hell no. So I'm going to bring it back to the idea of well you have to put your money on somebody, so who's the best bet, and I am going to take the Cavs. Cause like with the other two, like with the Celtics and Bucks, for me, even the Heat, but really mostly the Celtics and Bucks, it's such a crapshoot between those two teams as it has really been for the last three seasons. To be honest, like it's such a, a crapshoot between those two specifically that I'm not gonna like I, I'll I can get one of them fine, but I don't need either of them as as this form of bet. I'll just bet them throughout the regular season. The Cavs at ten to one. I just the reason I want to take them right now is because I like what they did so much in the off season, and I didn't realize how much I liked it until I was doing the last podcast about the East Coast, uh, the Eastern Conference with Crispy Cabin talking about their team win totals, which was interesting to me because I also once again wanted to talk about trade rumors and why like five teams didn't even have win totals. But what we talked about when we got to the Cavs was like, wait, they did get better because the things that they've been missing are the things that I think they did a good job of getting. So George Niang is, like, an incredible pickup in my opinion. And then um, the way that they added even, like, Ty Jerome uh, and a couple of guys like that, that, like, they're kind of nasty. And then if Imani Bates is as good as he looked and can at least, like, provi- provide them some time, I-, I like what they have enough to, like, say that they've gotten better. And obviously, Struis was the guy I forgot as well. Like, I do think he's got some gritty to him and obviously a shooter. So they they got more shooting, and Niang gives them that as well as a backup big. I think that's where uh, 10 to 1 yeah do I think that they they have it no I, I don't I think they're like one more playoff like they gotta win a, a playoff series and at least one preferably two before I feel like the next year they can come back and win a chip but 10 to 1 I would just rather have my money in that like 50 bucks on that than 50 bucks to win a hundred dollars if the Celtics win yeah. it you know
1: No, I, I agree with you there I think if, if you're going into that in that kind yeah. of scope yeah you gotta look for those teams with higher payouts
0: yeah your pick then
1: if we're going, like, we're going, like, super long shot, or is it just, like, pick in general? Like, that's it.
0: Yeah, the odds. Odds in somebody that you're like, man, I mean, I'll, I'll put 50 bucks on that to just have it there for, you know, another 10 months. Yeah, I will stick with my with my pick
1: about the uh, the Heat. I, I know it's shorter odds, but I, I do just think they're the one team that has a direct route to get significantly better.
0: But oh, who, who's your second oh, pick? Oh, yeah, second pick. Who okay. Your, yeah. Who, yeah, yeah.
1: Second pick? Yeah, um... I would probably agree with the other the Cavs, only because I don't believe in the Hawks, Raptors, Nets, and the Knicks. I don't, I don't see a team led by Julius Randall ever making it into the into the finals. That's just how I see it. So I'd agree with you there.
0: Yeah. Well, in that case, like, there's nobody else that you would even consider in this market. Like, there's no like surprise like this team can come out of nowhere and do and do something you know in in the playoffs right because I guess we are talking about how you've got to be more of a 16 game team here rather than just worried about how they're going to do in the regular season like if none of those teams tickle you to like even bet on them outside of like the three that we talked about and then the Cavs as far as value like are any of those teams somebody that you think you know there's there's a bet to be had because they're I think they're going to be better than people might think or worse than people might think, that kind of thing. Yeah.
1: Well, I will say I kind of made a joke about it on uh, beforehand. I I do have, if I had to bet it, I don't even know what their odds are, but I do like the idea of like the Nets making it to the playoffs. But if you're talking about mm-hmm. w- coming out of the East, yeah, there's there's no real team in that in that like five to eight seed range that I think could could do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We didn't. We didn't get. Um. We don't have the the, pl- the to make the playoffs yet. We just have yeah. wins right now, but it's interesting you say that because the the idea of like the eastern conference and how much honestly worse it's gotten like i I, even chris stapps coming to boston if that makes them better is just one dude from the east staying in the east um and then you know for everybody else that's that's been in there like nobody got better and in fact everybody got worse in the bottom half of it i i think the the real key to like betting on the eastern conference it's not even really the value of there's no value in this like eastern conference champion market there's value in like, well, who do we know is going to tank in the Eastern Conference? We're going to get the Bulls tanking. We're going to get the uh, Wizards tanking. We're probably going to get the Raptors tanking. Like, I think we can get ahead of the fact that a lot of these teams are a play, a tr- trading a player away or, you know, one like six, seven game losing streak away from just being like, wait, what are we doing here? Like, we're not going anywhere. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And like, and this is the, uh, the NBA as well. We talk about that where if you don't have a good start, What's to say that, hey, we, we had a terrible first half of the year. What's even? What's the point of even trying in the second half? We see that all, all too many times.
0: Yeah, so I think we might be able to be onto that. But honestly, man, I, I'm sorry to hear You know what's going on with in Philly for you guys. Uh, I know that you probably want to uh, get back to betting on baseball because the Phillies are really freaking good and the 76ers are a complete tire fire yeah. right now. Yeah, uh, well, so I- I'll
1: make a comment on this that – I just think the Sixers are, are in such a bad spot and in large part due to James Harden only because he opted into his deal which then secures his uh, $35.6 million option and in his mind and I guess his agent's mind probably hyped himself up saying we opted into this we can ask for a trade the market will be there and I guess they didn't factor in that the market for a 36 year old former 10 like all-star aging player that has not really been proven as a winner in, in this league um, the market's not as good as they want it to, and it. I've said before, if they were going to make this trade to the Clippers for, you know, the Pals and the, you know, Terrence Manns of the world, that trade would have already been done. Uh, they want a star, and right now they're in a position where it's really hard to come back to your team after straight up saying you want to be there and then not getting what you're, what you're in return for. So there's a situation where we may just have a Sixers with a disrupted Harden for most of the year, which is just a recipe for disaster.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's, that's the key thing is what you said is that they hardened, overestimated his own value, uh, which is not that uncommon yeah. to see guys like him. Like he hasn't always been the uh, poster child for self-awareness necessarily. So it doesn't shock me to hear that. Like just the fact that he wants to go to a team that has Ty Lu coaching it. Like we talked about that on the, on the live stream too, where it's just like, come on, man. Uh, that's not where that's not going to be any better than the Doc Rivers fiasco that you just put yourself through for two years that you seem to hate so much. So I, I agree with you on all of that. And, and we'll just really see if like, I just, Joel's just such a behemoth uh, contract in general that there's not much that you can do with him in, at this point. So we'll see what happens from there. I'll remind you guys to follow along, like, and subscribe, etc. JL Boogie on Twitter and YouTube next week. Going to be starting those YouTube videos for you guys as well. Get this audio on video, throw some graphics up so you can see what the hell we're talking about and go from there. So until I see you next. Happy betting.